Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, and I'm host of this astrological conversation panel called Talk Cosmos. And today we are focusing on the new moon that happens to be tomorrow on April 26th. That's the Scorpio new moon. No, full moon, full moon, full moon, because we're in the time of Taurus. We've just shifted into that. And the full moon always reflects from the polar opposite side, the new moon that's coming up in this case. And that is always a time of a double accentuated releasing and purging because Scorpio says, hey, baby, I need new growth. So what are you going to let go of? And it's a process. We also will be talking about the Taurus full moon on the 11th of May, which will be quite a welcoming energy regardless. It, it, there's really a restructuring process that we're enveloped in during this time right now. So, Oh, and I want to mention that we are missing Sarah Stromley, our member of Moonbeam team. She had a COVID reaction, so we're hoping she feels much better much sooner. All right. Well, now it's time for the Moonbeam panel. Moonbeam Relating panel. to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. I'm Catherine Metcalf professional astrologer, intuitive, and tarot card reader. I am very blessed to live my passion by offering individual consultations and teaching classes at a local college and online. I love to talk and write about the planetary dances and how we fit into it. I have been lucky enough to be featured on NBC, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and Huffington Post. My goal is to educate, enlighten, and empower you. And as Albert Einstein said, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. Yes, and the energy is changing. And I think we immediately realized in our pre-conversation that the Scorpio moon and the Taurus full moon, new moon, 
get that straight, Sue, is fixed. <laughs> yes, fixed energy. Spring has started. We're in the it's we're in the middle of it. Yet it is for this month for necessary purposes of fixed energy. So there's a bit of resistance as well as strength that we're finding. And for those people that are interested in the time and the degree, the Scorpio full moon, you know, the Scorpio full moon only happens once a year. Each of these full moons only happen once a year. We will be relating back later to the new moon after we talk about the full moon uh, at the end of this half hour. But the full moon is like one time and it's a new kaleidoscope of energy at that moment that really uh, energizes and activates it. So back to the details. It is tomorrow on the 26th at 1132 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, which would have been 832 on the West Coast. And figure it out in your own time zone here in Hawaii. It's a lot earlier. It's three hours earlier. And the degree is seven degrees and six minutes. It's just barely into seven minutes. We'll be using the Sabian eight minute uh, interpretation, which is always this metaphysical download that has significance. There's always significance with everything. Okay, back to my team. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is a stellium. It is in the fifth house. So, oh, shall I bring up the chart? I know that not everybody can see yeah. it, but that would be a good idea. Okay, let's do that. So go ahead and speak, somebody, about what you think about. We all know. Well, the moon oh. is in the 11th house, and the sun is in the fourth house going into the fifth house, at least in the chart that I ran it. It'll be interesting to see the chart that you put up. So, And, yes, there is a stellium with the sun in Taurus, Uranus, Venus, and Mercury have joined the Taurus party, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot well, of fixed planets, uh, butting heads. So it kind of feels to me, the energy feels a little bit to me like, you know, when you're frustrated and you just feel like you just need to beat your head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this one feels to me. But we have a little T-square, which is, you know, in and of itself sometimes challenging as well. But it's going to Saturn, which points to the fact that this full moon in Scorpio opposing Taurus with that T-square to Saturn feels like we're changing structures. Big so, time. Yeah, it feels like that's a big and, and, foundation and that's, for us. It's challenging, just the word Saturn. And for people that are lay people to kind of flesh out some of these terms, which is very necessary. You know, this is an emotional full moon. Scorpio's a fixed water sign. And it's like the iceberg on top of the water floating. There's a whole heap more down below to unearth. And yet it is necessary to get out of that comfort zone that, that Taurus so willingly wants to go to. It's like, pleasure you know as ruled by venus and so here we have saturn that is the uh, structure and rules and authority and some fear but it, it's in that new sign of aquarius is saying elevate you know let's reprogram and it's uh tricky when we're talking about long-term emotional 
attachments, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's well, a combination well, of some flowing aspects. We have a grand trine in air, but then we have the square thing. So we, it's like we have a flowing aspect of helpful energy of like wanting to get us somewhere, but there's some adjustments and attention to detail that needs to happen. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll simplify this uh, chart. I, I, you know, I keep doing so many charts that uh, some, some, uh, um, let's see, I'm going to do this one and see if that did that show up? Oh, that's really simple. Did you see that one? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's too simple. Well, anyway, let's stop the sharing and I'll mess around with that later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think because the chart also is in the shape of a bucket. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the moon at the top. With a handle. I feel like, yeah, at the handle. So I feel like it's um, really important it's going to be a very important emotional release day. So with that moon in Scorpio, like you said before, you know, it's intense emotions. So I do think that we need to examine um, our beliefs and feel the emotions that we have, but we need to release. If there's anything negative that we've been holding on to, it's definitely a time to release that. It is. And, and I think the willingness and I was uh, meditation is so important, I think, to because however one can find their path inward and meditation or I guess working out in the garden, if you have one or planting something, you know, it, it, it can go mm -hmm. for a walk, a hike. I mean, we are in a Taurus time. We're going out to nature. So replenishing. But that can center, recenter how we, yep, that those feelings of. And even if you're just out in your garden for 10 minutes and pull four weeds, that's yeah. very helpful because every day of 10 minutes adds up at the end of the week. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And it is amazing that the sun, uh, the sun is exactly next to Uranus that's in that tension with. Um, which wants to break out of things, right? It wants to get to the a new pattern. And its intention as all year with that regulator uh, Saturn of the traditional past. Well, really say I'm sorry, Liz, no, do you want to no, go please. ahead? Okay, go ahead. So the Sabian symbol for this full moon is eight degrees Scorpio. So you always, in Sabian symbols, you go up one degree. Um, so, and it says the silvery moon shining across a beautiful gem of a lake, which is a beautiful romantic image for most of us, right? Um, but it can evoke emotional responses because there can be hidden depths and dark, scary places. And the reflections of the moon on the lake is a mirror. So... In the Sabian symbol book, um, the Linda Hill book, it's time to ask what beliefs in our life need reflection? Are we open to hearing other people's point of view? And are we open to seeing the whole picture? And then the one quote uh, that I chose to go with it to kind of understand the foundation of this was Anis Nin, 
and she wrote, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. <laughs> oh, the eternal Aries. Yeah, the, the reflection. What, come, yeah. what comes to mind is that it would depend. Yes. I mean, and I, I'm throwing this out for all of us to discuss is that what houses, if we know our own chart, you can go to any astrologer, any of us, you can go to mm -hmm. astro.com. But if you already know what chart, like here for the United States, it's in the 11th for the moon and the fifth. So looking at it from that standpoint, we can talk because I'm realizing um, that the fifth house is about the child and it could be the inner child. I was part of a, a, a class that someone brought that up. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Not in relationship to the new moon, but for their own journey um, as, as mm. that process. And here we are all really working hard to let go of things. And I know for myself, it I have had a focus more on those patterns starting way back. So, again, time is an illusionary factor if we get trapped into thinking it's rather immediate this year last year something relative can be very very uh, older and especially as we are all experiencing this common denominator of covid that's separating us from what could have been our routines into a new pattern of existence so i think that dredges up old things because maybe you know it really it is amazing with habits and the moon is about habits yes that mm -hmm. we fall into these patterns that cope that we think we're managing something or by healing it but we're managing it it's like oh okay we're kind of propping it it's like shimming like you know like a, like a jerry rigging or sh shimming something you know in construction those words come to mind mm-hmm <sighs> well and to remember that the moon changes signs every two and a half days so you could feel very passionate about something for a day or two and then it's like a couple three days later go what was i thinking <laughs> yeah what i get so worked up about <laughs> oh, good. yeah thank you good yeah. because like right now as we're speaking it's in libra and tomorrow it, because it's such an early uh uh scorpio moon it goes shifts later into the scorpio so libra is like yeah we're balancing this and that scorpio says i'm invested <laughs> I, pay, I paid into this i trusted how could you how could you pull the rug out of from me like what you know and and that could be on any level of anything yeah mm -hmm. so can we talk been, about the um the the last new moon that was in scorpio well yes in if that's the case let me just um absolutely um I did want to add that. Yeah, we sure can. Let go ahead and give the date of that. I have the date because I want to change some of my settings on that new moon thing. I was not quite right, but that was okay. I can give the dates too. It was November fifteenth, twenty twenty. Yes, and it was 23 degrees, Scorpio, on the third decan, as they say, at 18 degree minutes. And it was early in the morning at seven minutes after midnight a.m. on the East Coast. So here on the West Coast, it was actually on the 22nd. No, it was on the 14th, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, it was always a little uh, translation there. 
Yeah, go ahead because I need to update some of Well, it's these. always a cycle. So, you know, a new moon is the beginning and then um, it ends with the full moon, right? So the new moon in Scorpio was November 15th, 2020. And if we can go back to that time frame, we look at what things were beginning um, in the early stages. So, and that was, you know, November 3rd in the United States, we all voted for president. So, um, and we went from Trump to Biden. And so, um, and it was, you know, even though it was a clear win for Biden, Trump was very contentious about it and um, always said he would not, you know, concede to Biden. But it was fascinating for me when I was researching this to see that on that day, on November 15th, the new moon in Scorpio, Trump actually posted on Twitter that um, he conceded that Biden had won. He posted that Biden had won. And so now with the full moon in Scorpio, we're actually 100 days into Joe Biden's term. You know, so um, that's a huge um, benchmark. Yeah. 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 So we switched presidents from one to the other. So that was a big one. And, and, and then and Catherine, and thank you. I really both Liz and I are really appreciative of, of this research. And, and I know there's several more points I want to bring out to my, our audience that there are these larger, which Catherine mentioned, but just what we're doing, because I shift sort of the direction of the Moonbeam team. And at this point, we're recognizing that there are these larger frameworks, cycles involving the moon. That's our closest ally, you could say, moving the tides. It's really affecting us. And so here we are using this full moon again in its full moon capacity to measure half a year ago. So looking at this chart, for those mm -hmm. that can see it, or for those that do pull it up, what I'm bringing up, and again, we're putting all our charts at the Capitol building, could have been New York, but hey, this is the United States that we're coming from of America, and that next year we're having this Pluto return. So all these incremental changes are so dramatically affecting all of our consciousness. So it makes sense. And what I'm bringing up is in this chart, that new moon was in the fourth house. And that's our foundation of our thinking. And this particular new moon, that new moon and the full moon, uh, which unlike the new moon is not in the same degree, but the same sign. And therefore it's in the third house of our communication, our neighbors, and opposing our philosophies in the ninth house. Okay. So mm -hmm. I hope I set that stage. Go ahead, Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's just interesting that with the new moon, um, you know, it did land in the fourth house and the fourth house is where we live. Right. And you did the, you did it for the chart of uh, the Capitol building. Yep. So that is the United uh, yes. States home. Right. Yep. So yes. that made a lot of sense to me. And then at the top, you know, it's right on the cusp, the ninth and the 10th house of Uranus. So that does point to a change. Yeah. Yeah. And Liz, jump in, but go ahead. We will listen because you have a couple more points. Well, in the fourth house is home and foundation and safety and security. So, oh. you know, 
And I know that some of the other points that Catherine's going to make about the COVID and the vaccines and different things, it's like really plays into that. Yes. Mm -hmm. The emphasis that we were looking to protect. Okay. So, and then we've got um, COVID. So, you know, at the, um, in November of last year, it was new, you know, to us or that we were aware of basically. Um, And there were 11 million people had it in the United States and there were basically no vaccines. So um, I don't know if they had started researching the vaccines. They may have done that at that point. Um, But then, yeah, they'd been testing them. It just hadn't, but there wasn't a lot coming out of support for it. We have to be clear about that. They're really, yes. in, In the last presidential uh, especially once the election happened, it was very little um, forward motion. So that's correct. A- yeah. Mm-hmm. So and now with the full moon, you know, obviously way more people have it because it's several months later. But um, a big percentage of people, I think, did you say, Sue, it was like 27 percent, 27 and a half percent. But the good news is have the that, vaccine. Well, well, for those people that want it, it's accessible. They're they're reaching out to much younger people of all ages and really opening it up. And and so now it's another, uh, you know, just like this is a, a a measure point. You know, we have another nine months in this whole. Well, anyway, there's larger cycles. So anyway, yeah. yes. It's so the other big thing. Um, Well, and going along with the government, um, the Pentagon in November of 2015, or excuse me, 2020, November 15th of 2020, um, announced plans to withdraw 2,000 troops from Afghanistan by mid-January. So that maybe started then, and now it's completing with, you know, President Biden talking about a total withdrawal. So after this, you know, full moon. So, um, and he's stating by September 11th of 2021. So, which is a pivotal day (laughs) regarding that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I suppose looking at the chart here, uh, that does indicate um, perhaps Mars in the 11th house there of, I would say somewhat of like, just looking at the difference. I mean, Mars was in Actually, yeah, just left out of bounds too, didn't it? But from the ninth house of our attitude and philosophy to the eleventh house of our um, community, and ninth house would be also uh, places across the water, far distances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last big thing that I saw that everybody you know is talking about is um, George Floyd, his his murder. And um, Derek Chauvin, is that how you say his name? Chauvin? (laughs) So on November 15th, you know, um, that horrible incident obviously had happened, but they had just set the trial to happen in Hennepin County in Minneapolis um, where it took place. And they had requested to move it, but they were denied that. So that was under the new moon and then the full moon um, we just got, you know, notice a few days ago that he was found guilty of all of the charges. So, 
And that seems very significant just looking at this chart, that the moon, this full moon, is very closely conjunct Mercury in Scorpio at that time, in the third house of our environment. How are we communicating? How are we thinking about our neighborhoods? And that's a huge topic that's all across the news, thankfully, because it really involves all levels of our police policing system. So if we look at um, Pluto at that time, there was a stellium that means more than one planet. There happened to be three major planets along with Pallas in Capricorn in the sixth house, meaning our daily routine. The police, we are, you could say, a servant of daily routine. And so here we are really uh, um, confronting, wrestling, negotiating, thinking, trying to purge new ideas about how do we use this potentially constructive force for the true welfare of of our citizens and uh, along with that is going to be some major renovations i trust mm -hmm. so yeah i just want to make a comment that we have a monthly lunar cycle and we've been talking about the yearly or annual lunar cycle and then we also have a gestational lunar cycle that's three years long so i just wanted if people were confused that to make that clear yes it mm -hmm. always thank you liz it's very important and in fact that makes me think did i i do have i actually did a little now chat which is also on the talk cosmos um youtube channel you know this is aired in many ways we can go to 1150 kknw where we're where we air every Sunday, thankfully at one o'clock, which I'm so grateful for our audience. And then you can catch the retakes through podcast, either podcast one, Apple, Google, whatever. It's just about on every um, podcast carrier. But I also have established my own Top Cosmos uh, YouTube channel. And this Moonbeam team and I have been getting together on either for full moons or new moons. Liz has been very active and Catherine has also been active. So, and I myself do various commentaries and I just did one on this larger gestation and gestation refers right back to the nine month period. And it's a three year span and it's most intriguing. Um, so thank you, Liz, for bringing that up and we'll try to and incorporate Mm -hmm. Each phase of the gestational cycle is nine months. So from new moon to first quarter, first quarter to full, full to third quarter. And then it starts again when the oh. three years complete. Yes. And this actually is a beautiful segue because we're showing purpose. And the new moon is all in Taurus. And that has a lot to do about purpose. I'm with the Taurus Moonbeam team. We have Catherine Metcalf from Illinois and... Liz Elizabeth Mouchette from Camino Island and Marysville, Washington. And I'm here on the big island in Hawaii. So we'll be right back on the 25th of April about the next message. Thank you. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. 
We're currently in the period of Taurus. By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an earth sign concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival. Whether we know it or not, each of us are on a quest to discover our true self. And the road we travel to accomplish this goal is unique for each of us. This is Marie O'Neill's hero's journey of walking her path and overcoming hardship and heartache in her book, And the Lotus Opened. As a memoir of enduring an absent mother and a harsh pseudo-family and surviving ongoing abuse and trauma, Marie learns to trust in the divine and in her inner self and release herself from the emotional chains that bound her. She discovers her personal power and who she is, and she learns what being free really means. Now available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com in either hardcover, paperback, or ebook, you can order Marie O'Neill's book, And the Lotus Opened, and let Marie be your guide as she leads you on your path to authentic freedom using metaphysics, astrology, Buddhism, and healing practices. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Catherine Zumstein of EarthSkyAstrology.com, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Oh, hi again. Sue Rose Minahan with Catherine Metcalf of Illinois and Liz Machette of Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And today's the 25th of April. We're the Moonbeam team. Uh, minus Sarah Stromley, who's recovering from uh, her shot of COVID. And we're talking about the Scorpio full moon that's happening tomorrow on the 26th and soon the new moon in Taurus on the 11th of May. And that will be at 11.32 p.m. Eastern time. So we just had a wonderful uh, little blurb announcement about Marie O'Neill's book. She was on just um, recently uh, with Katie Cadge and wrote a book about her own transformation. It's so pertinent. In fact, I just ordered my book. I'm really delighted. It's amazing. We both lost a parakeet when we were small, lit it out the window, boom, there it flew. (laughs) Isn't that really, (laughs) in a sense, what we need to do when you think about the analogy? I just hit me right now. I know it was really sad. And I think that's the other thing. It's okay to mourn 
as we let go. We need to get through. We need to know what our feelings are and go through them. The Scorpio, mm-hmm. it is emotion. So we're we're talking about this now as if we've done it. It's going to happen tomorrow. So when a person's heard this, they may write down what they want to release, burn it. You know, there's always a ceremonial mm-hmm. act that just brings it into form, as we well know. And we don't always bring up, but it's always evident. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think the one last point I want to mention is was a reminder that the moon we can't think of as unconscious i don't know how that resonates and the light of the new of the sun brings consciousness the best we can and that's how we work with it so if you have comments about that great otherwise we can go into this process or any other thoughts you had about the full moon that is part of this whole cycle because it's like an axis taurus and scorpio but moving into the new moon energy. I wanted to talk briefly about the lunar gestation cycle. And that began in October of 2019 on the 27th or the 28th. And it was at four degrees of Scorpio. And in that chart, um, the, the moon, the new moon was in the fourth house. And so, you know, it's talking about safety and security and foundation and Mars was also in the fourth house, square to Saturn. And at that time, Mars was in Libra and Saturn was in Capricorn. And now we have Saturn square Uranus. So I think the shift from the planets being square to each other, it's like Mars, it's like, wants to just do anything. Let's just solve a problem. But now that's, and it was with Saturn. So Saturn wanted structure to the problem solving but now we have Uranus. And so we might come up with some more innovative ideas of how to solve the problems or something might happen that you just have to do something to solve it because it's like, you have to solve it right this minute. You don't have time to think about it. You just have to do something. Mm. But to me, it just talks about change, change, change. So Mm -hmm. that's basically what I want to say. I think we all need to look at our individual charts too, like you had mentioned earlier, to see what area of your life has really been going through this, you know, this change. So, yeah. Now, this stuff, because I'm working on five different stratas, is this right at the moment? We're looking at the October 27, 2019 new moon in Scorpio. Yes. And we're also looking at the Taurus new moon? Is that no, we're looking at the full moon. Full also. full moon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, back then. Okay, got it. Sorry for all those folks wondering, what is Sue doing? Well, it's a lot <laughs> adjusting, adjusting life. It's like holy crominy. Well, it's okay. just like all the cycles within the cycles within the cycles. It's like there's all this happening no, I, and, and no. it's fun to reflect back. Absolutely. And I, as I said, thank you for bringing it up because I did just do this chat on it and I had it understood, but at the moment I'm multitasking and that doesn't work so well, right? My verbalizing (laughs) is like one thing at a time. Yes. And here it is. And I think that's very appropriate what you were saying, if people can see it too, because here you have the, the moons and within few degrees of each other and same sign year and a half ago, October 27th, 2019. This is pre-COVID, pre-everything, when we thought we knew we could plan on stuff. And 
and uh, we but were that center wheel is incorrect because you have it for Pacific time. And so that's not even correct. Sorry. Oh, oh, rats. Okay. Well, so. the point is, <laughs> well, okay. If we swap it, it will be. So my point is, is that somehow showing that the energy was looking at, okay, well, we'll, we'll let it go. Um, <laughs> Oh boy. The, the, the point of change. Yes. Is so appropriate. That's right. That we're in a deep sense of change. Let's look at this new moon. Okay. Can you see it? Did it, did it translate to your screens? Or no. Do I need to go no. Okay. All right. Let's share it and get this. This is a new technique folks. And it, when it works, it works great. But when it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here, can you see it? For those that can, Taurus New Moon? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for the folks out there, this has Virgo rising of the fix-it attitude um, because it looks at what we can or can't fix. And it is all, most of the energies from the East Coast is all on the Western Hemisphere, meaning it's out there for all of us. It's like, shake your laundry. <laughs> Let it dry in the breeze, right? <laughs> Share it. It's it's not hidden. And that new moon takes place in the ninth house. So of how Biden announced that all the troops are coming home. So it's have has an international flavor to it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And stability, doesn't it? Stability. Taurus is in stability. You know, it's in the last. 21 degrees and it's in that third decan it's um the survival the, the resources you know how to use the right resources we might say and everything and with mercury ruling the chart the ascendants um virgo and the mercury's right there at the midheaven really close to the midheaven so there's i would say a lot of communication happening for everybody it is and it's in gemini Yes, yeah, so yeah. more it, it's really going to express a hundred percent, and we're going to be listening to all kinds of voices. And you know, there is a, um, a a signature of adjustment, as I see it, with our um, cultural bias, because the South Node in, in Sag is our culture, it's our belief systems, and as we, you know, we have this energy between. Uh, with it that is the new Uranus of our values, um, working with our direction of Mars with uh, for our security that we brought up in Cancer, but and with that middle that point of, of Mercury that we're talking about, it, it's trying to juggle. How are we change? Wouldn't you say? How are we changing our belief systems? Our cultural bias. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really clear in the chart. And and I think it is it's a continuation too of that full moon in Scorpio too with everything that happened with, you know, the George Floyd murder. I can see it playing out into this too because of the sun and the moon, new changes and new philosophies. So, yeah. And it's and it's training Jupiter or excuse me, training Pluto. So, oh. Yeah. Which so we're is, getting support from to transform. We're saying, yes, dig mm -hmm. it down, use 
Yeah. Yeah. Not so much fixed energy this time <laughs> on the Taurus new moon. Um, well, maybe it's analyzing that good point because there's many ways. Thank you for that. Many ways. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought, well, quickly fix because it's opposite um, Pisces, which is the whole, like, why do anything? Just let it be. And the Virgo wants to fix, but in order to fix, they have to figure out what's going on. You know, they got to like get down and figure out the details and, and, and discern what's important. So maybe it's more that we're just analyzing a lot, you know, part of the process or criticizing <laughs> the negative. It can be nah, didn't like that's very Virgo. <laughs> yeah, it can. Yes. Yes. We all have our shadows. It's a process of getting through, yeah. but um it's it's a lot of healing i think there there's there is healing in this energy um actually when i speak of that i see chiron is square uh um mars chiron the 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 healer who couldn't heal himself until he could turn his it, it, what we have interpreted that to be is like, yes, we all have our own individual wounds that we've experienced, but at some point, 50 years and a half, when the full cycle or before, it doesn't have to be right to then, but the process involves us being able to use that wound, the experiences from it to benefit others and do it in service. So here we have this with our, and it's ruled by Mars, right? Because it's an Aries, Chiron. And, and so, but how are we, and that seems to be a big part of the conversation is how are, I mean, a lot of these um, uh, signatures or mm -hmm. energies are all at 10, 11, 12, 13 degrees. They're all right connected. They're, they're juggling in some way, this whole process of, um, trying to release what needs to be released of what's wounded and, and benefit and, and really protect and serve others together. And what a process. Well, and taking action Mars to, to work on your healing on a personal level and mm -hmm. a global level and international level. And mm -hmm. with Neptune in the seventh house in Pisces, it's having some ideas um, and some might work and some might not. So it's like being open to new possibilities. Yeah. But that seventh house in Pisces too, or the um, Neptune in the seventh house is, you know, that can be healing energy as well. So, yes. yeah. So that's, that's a nice thing. So, yeah, I think we just have to take action to make it happen. Yeah with that Mars energy. And isn't that what life wants? It wants some kind of a, a, a beginning, a step. I mean, without any kind of action, if we just think of astrology in itself, starting from the whole of Pisces into Aries that separates, that's where the hero's journey, whatever it is on any larger, tiny scale gets momentum. Um, and then oh, with this I, new moon mm -hmm. last night, I heard on the news that like, do people really need to go to college and pay for college education to make a decent living and how some companies want to just train their employees to do what they want? 
Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, there's pros and cons to that, depending, you know, absolutely. And I Mm -hmm. want to discuss that because that is really a lot to do about this North Node that the collective, that's our collective journey that we're going forward for our soul growth, because it's, you know, opposite the South Node and Sag, which is a lot to do about our cultural beliefs, our belief systems and all of that. And with Mercury right there, there's a lot of thinking and it has everything to do about learning and higher learning, doesn't it? So that is huge. Before though, we go there. I remember Liz, you mentioned that in the state of Washington, Governor Inslee mentioned that in 2030 and other companies I've seen too with Google um, that sends out news, that's very similar, but that no new vehicles that are gas oriented will be able to be registered. Is that correct? Well, that's what they're working towards. And other states have done 2035, but he wanted to be more progressive about that and do 2030. So we'll see what happens. Um, But they are working at doing electric vehicles and having stations where you plug them in and you can buy some kind of unit that you would plug your car into at your own home. So this is something that's been happening on a large level. So you know, it'll be interesting exciting. to see. And, and we can go, I know I keep saying, well, we'll talk about this and then something jumps in. I'm remembering in all of this because we haven't even reached the um, Scorpio new moon. How does it all relate back home to us? Because um, I'm thinking, and and maybe that's between the school business and and the mental, uh, like where we're trying to go and trying to um, remember the, the shift within us. Oh, I know what I was thinking. With all these technological changes, that's what got in my brain. I realized it's challenging. You know, technology keeps changing and changing and changing. And I think even if, maybe if you're in your 20s, I, I'll have to check with people <laughs> if one's really updated into this. But even so, if you get a new computer, there's still some kind of new opportunity that you can learn, but you have to adjust to how that whole talk chat or whatever it is, is operating and whether it uses a hashtag or whether it uses a symbol or, or whatever. But it's, you know, it's there's adjustments that we're all really making that are external. Maybe that's the point it's in our, maybe that's where the communication comes in just to tie this in. I'll let you guys take it. From well, things are changing rapidly. So, and even though we had COVID and had lockdowns and we still have some what of a lockdowns, but in that one year we could really observe how fast things changed. I don't think we've been as observant of how fast things are changing. Technology, you know, medicine, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, think about how fast the vaccines came out once they did get started. Yeah. So um, I did want to bring up the Sabian symbol for oh, yes. this, for the new moon. Yeah. So it's 22 degrees Taurus and it's a white dove flying straight and fearlessly over troubled water. So it's, and I think all of us get a chance. I know it's exciting to, it can be a peace mission that must be fulfilled. So the dove symbolizes the messenger of peace and hope and redemption. And 
flying straight and fearless is a message for us to stay on course. So getting clear on what, you know, what it is that we want to go after. And then over troubled waters is just a reminder to keep going regardless of what happens around us. So it's nice. It's an exciting new moon. I like this. And in, in that whole idea, the dove does find land. We do get grounded. <laughs> yes. As much as I love being out there, I must say I'm reminded like a tree. If we don't have roots down to the ground, we're, we're frailing, which I want to. OK, here I am again. But I know the clock is somewhere ticking and I have to get out. But next week, we're going to try something brand new. We're going to do something very similar to what has been called astral drama, but instead we're going to call it something different. We're going to call it cinema astral planets, I think, or no, astral journey. The name is a little bit happening, but it's a journey and we're going to have several astrologers that are usually on the, um, the program take some people's charts and interpret them as though we were the planets and we'll see how this goes uh it, it's called astral drama but it, because we're not all on the same stage it's a little different because the visceral feeling is different but we can still communicate these planets and that's how the ancients did they didn't say that they represented they felt the, that planets were these energies so we're gonna in like a character scene whichever we you know we'll tell you what the question of the chart is and the person and then later the person will come on and we have a couple that we've already chosen and we'll just see how this works but that'll be on may 2nd and just to remind you that this is the moonbeam team and we have every month we come up and we talk about what's happening and next month is going to be the eclipse now this month uh we have on the team, of course, is Liz Machette from Washington and Catherine Metcalf of Illinois. And unfortunately, we're going to miss Catherine next month, which is very sad indeed. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. But anyway, and tonight we're missing Sarah Stromley, who's, you know, for reasons. So we kind of juggle and feel in. Anyway, but we are going ahead with this new moon. I don't know how many minutes, but that's what I wanted to say. And I really want to thank you very much and remind people to subscribe to the top cosmos channel and um, check out our little quick chats so flying high okay i did my flying and uh, <laughs> do you have other thoughts about that catherine liz well it's the new moon so on may 11th or thereabouts work on your wishes and desires for the month um, and it can be even for up to three years, remember. <laughs> oh, that's mm -hmm. right. Yes. Or it can be just even for a year. So with the different moon cycles, we can use that energy. I call Absolutely. it catch the wind in your sail when you can. Ooh, hey, we're sailing. <laughs> nice. We're flying now. In fact, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's so true. And you know, with this too, uh, I think the whole fact that we're moving forward from December with the great conjunction in air, you know, of um, Jupiter and Saturn that 
conjunct every 20 years, but then there's this bigger cycle that we're now entering 200 years of the air connective sharing, communicating energies instead of the see it, believe it. It's more like see it within and believe it, maybe. Is that it? It's 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 time for the airheads to rise. <laughs> Yay. I like I like to call it the geniuses to come out. Let everybody's <laughs> inner genius come out and shine. That's beautiful. Yeah. Much nicer. <laughs> well, everybody has something to share with somebody else that they don't know. That's true. It, yeah, and to take that opportunity to realize, to connect, to discover something, or just to appreciate and to be. Yeah, it's very true. And to hear oneself. I think with Taurus, that reminds me. It is the senses and listening, really listening, listening to oneself, listening to our body is body too. You know, we want to, how does it feel? It's like, <laughs> did you have classes mm -hmm. about that? Okay, we're in class. How does your body feel? Does it? And since, <laughs> since we're at a, such an emotional full moon period, it's like be gentle with yourself. If you can take a salt bath, that'd be great. Or soak your feet in some salt water, take a mm -hmm. walk in nature, any of those things. Yeah, it's amazing. Salt, N-A, um, salt is N, uh, nitrogen and uh, N-A, anyways, uh, N-A, I want to keep saying double, N-A-double-A-C-P, and that's not it. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot my uh, uh, chemistry, uh, uh, but it's, but I know salt, but it is very uh, extracting the, the impurities. It's most amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also going to be important for us to the day of the new moon. So on May 11th, um, because it is in Taurus, you know, it'd be a good time to get outside as well. You know, put your toes in the dirt, you know, get grounded, do a little visualization of getting roots rooted into the earth. So I think that'll just help manifest whatever your wishes are. Yeah, it's always a good time to reboot with everybody what Taurus means and its resources, talents, music. It can be pre-verbal. So we can uh, listen to the wind, to the bird's wings flying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate both of you and our audience. We do love you and would love to hear from you. So write in or let us know what you think. And thank you, Liz Mouchette, and thank you, Catherine Metcalf. And we hope Sarah <laughs> feels you. better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the music. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.